hey, Dan. Hey, Jared. So I know we're about to do the podcast, but I just, you know, I've been writing a lot lately. Okay. And been writing about this new character, and I thought maybe I would share some of my stuff with you because you're such a good proofreader and everything. I just yeah, yeah, okay. Run some. I'm stuff an English teacher. You. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so it's about this character named Dan, right? Okay. And um, he wakes up with like a loud fart, oh. and it, it it lifts up his blanket so much that it startles his wife, and, and his wife falls out of a window and dies. And then he comes down the stairs to make eggs, but there's there's no eggs. There's no eggs anywhere. And he goes into a rage um, and uh, he kills the rest of his family. But uh, yeah, so what do you th- what do you think so far? Is that like a good plot? That sounds kind of like things I've been writing down. That sounds exactly like my day. That's so weird. That's, that's what? coincidence, right? Like I woke up with really? a fart. My name is Dan. Like... Well, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that was a coincidence. <laughs> my wife was defenestrated. <laughs> She's blown away by your fart. That's okay. I don't know. That seems all right. I mean, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Welcome to the indie film review. That was a very long intro. I don't know how much of that's going to stay in the podcast. Uh, that was a uh, little homage uh, skit. Dedicated to rewriting Mallory, which is the last film we're going to be covering today. Dan, we're doing shorts. Shorts. Put your shorts uh, on, buddy. I did. I, every Friday I get home, before I start recording, I put shorts on. Mm-hmm. because <laughs> I only put shorts on for short films. Oh. No you, no jeans. You're naked every cutoffs. time. And I'm naked every other time, <laughs> yes. Uh, so the films we're going to cover are Hit on the Head. Uh, by Jameson Ashley Films. I believe this film is unlisted, so I don't know if you can see it right now. Uh, then we have Joseph McGovern had sent us all over again and Hush. This is a Jam Productions uh, venture. I think it's just on Vimeo. So if you go check that out, I believe those are unlisted. Or I'm sorry, I believe those are listed. And and then we have rewriting Mallory, which I, I talked about before. It's done through uh, Pancake Pictures. Sent Cap, to us, Cap, yeah, by the great <laughs> Timothy Jacobs, the innumeral, <laughs> the the man who never farts in his bed to startle his wife. <laughs> this is the only thing I know about him, <laughs> Timothy J. Cox. You son of a bitch. Ooh, when I for because I always forget who sends us yes, things until and we then you them see him and you're like, what? I every time I get so excited, and then the <laughs> the first thing he says, I'm gonna actually get into it right now because I already brought it up. I was howling with laughter because he was being such a snarky little fucking asshole to this because he plays a boss. He's playing a boss of this of Mallory basically. He just says yes. He goes, yes, and like gives her a look. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it's this little snarky face. Oh, it was good. It was good. Okay, anyways, we will talk more about that. Uh, hit on the head, Dan. What's it about? It's about a woman who narrowly avoids being shot by a murderous. Psychopath. Psychopath. Well, murderous, I was saying, like, as in the ESS, like gendering a murderer. Oh, Murderous. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess proper gendering of murderers is important. Um. Well, because it's. I think if you're a. 
I think it's the I, murderer is, is genderless, so I don't know if you really need to... Well, here's the thing. Usually, serial killers are not women. So that's, that's, really that's what I'm saying, yes. And like yes. the way in which she, she's presented to us is like, she's quite a character for being, you know, this person that's going to murder you. Like, just based on the way she's dressed, like, we'll, we'll talk about it. So, so basically, this woman, she's at a gas station. I think and, it makes her very interesting, honestly. Well, that's what I'm Go saying. Ahead. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. This, this woman, she's in the bathroom, and she gets, she witnesses a murder, and she thinks she's next, and um, she tries to get help, and it doesn't work. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So we have the main character. Yes. I I guess we'll just call her main character. I don't remember them giving her a name. I must have missed it. I, think I don't in know. Her I, name I, I don't think it's that important to the story. Yeah. So we have the main character, we have the gas station attendant, and we have the murderer. And we have the so, gas station bathroom uh, patron. Murderee. Murderee, That's yes. the murderee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's in the bathroom already. So overall, what were your... Th- like, how did you feel about the film? And also... Did anyone get hit on the head? That's a really big question. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to ask you. I, there is a disconnect between this film's title and mm-hmm. my interpretation of what's happening. Like I don't yeah. I don't see a connection between the two. And I don't think it hurts my enjoyment. It just makes me question like what is this film actually about? Because did we say that we're going to spoil them? Uh, so we are absolutely going to spoil these films because they're very short. There's kind of no way around it. We yeah. could try to tiptoe around it, but then no one's going to understand anything about what we're talking about. So it's like, it, it'd be tough. So we're going to, we're going to talk about the it. more specific gist of this movie is this woman comes into this gas station bathroom and just murders in cold blood. This woman for no fucking reason, other than the fact that yeah. she's the first stall. And mm-hmm. then on the way out, well, on the way in, like, whenever this woman arrives, like, we get a zoom up of her back windshield, and then she has, like, all of these stick figure family, stick figurine stickers yeah. on her windshield mm-hmm. or her back windshield, and it plays this ominous music sting. So it's like, oh, this must be the number of victims that this mm. murder has. And, yeah. And... That that does t- tend to or turn out to be the case because she adds a new one afterwards, and then she adds mm-hmm. a dog because she accidentally runs over a dog, and that was supposed to be a fun joke. But the dog gets up at the and end, the, so the dog gets up because I was genuinely upset. I'm like, yeah. this kind of like, why are we doing this? I don't get it. But it was played for a gag. But this woman is like fresh off of the set of Beetlejuice, right? Yeah, her 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 costume is like very black and white horizontal stripes or just stripes, and it's like she she has a personality a, like this this she doesn't say anything, but you she has a kind of attitude about her, right? Mm-hmm. So that was that made me curious, and I wanted to know more about her. I wanted to know more about like the situation, and I wanted to know more about how it connects to being hit on the head. Yeah, I don't understand that. I think it's really fun to have this serial killer of somebody who's just snapped and is going around murdering and putting these stickers. Yeah. It seems like her family is broken somehow. Yeah. She's somehow perversed it into this hunt. Um, it would have been interesting to learn a little bit more about that because of how normal she seems compared to 
a lot of the stereotyping of what a serial killer is yeah. and what they are portrayed in film. So I thought that was really fun. We could have played around with that a little more. The comedy in this felt a little jarring because it felt like a lot of it was very, very serious in the first yeah. half. And then the second half, it did get very silly. Yeah. Uh, and it felt like it almost the whole thing was like a, a punchline building up with the, the tide pen. So there's a there's a moment where the killer gets some blood on her white shoes and she uses a Tide pen to wipe it off. And that's a callback to what's going to happen later. It's like Chekhov's Tide, tide pen. pen gun. <laughs> yeah. And and so she accidentally runs into the killer in the parking lot, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, in the context of <laughs> yeah. it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the killer grabs her and is like, Oh, hold still, hold still. And you think she's going to grab her, going to kill her. She pulls out the tide pen and then like marks a little stain on her shirt that she had earlier. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cute. But again, that's just was all of this building up to this one gag. And that's what this was. I don't know. It, it didn't really work for me. Well, in, in the storytelling. I agree. What department. I will say is the film looks beautiful. Oh my god! Okay, yes, the film is fantastic. Looking. Yes, it's so good. There's so many cool shots in this. There's an overhead shot of her in the stall, and the camera spins upside down. That was really neat. Yes, there's like tons of really that was fun, my favorite. Like, they nailed the uh, the transitions, the like where to put the camera. All of that was looking really, really good. It's just the storytelling, I think, is where they need to work on a little more. So we have the camera work, the sound effects, the overall feeling of this film like like you said it's so serious yeah. in the beginning because like i'm engaged in this being this thriller slash horror film where this murder is going to mm-hmm. you know artfully kill people and like with yeah with shock like it was very shocking like the 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 gunshot in the bathroom oh yeah like you're like damn Absolutely. that just happened and like it was mm-hmm. it was really cool like that so the engagement part is there as well but the reasoning behind the narrative, like you were saying, is it's like questionable because I'm still yeah. asking, you know, why didn't the the woman pull, pull out like one of those squeaky hammers and like hit her on the head? <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, because while you're watching it, you are wondering when is the hit on the head going to happen? <laughs> and spoilers, it maybe doesn't. maybe it's, we're it's the ones, there. maybe we're the ones that were hit on the head. Maybe maybe and. It's like the whole like her arguing with the store clerk. That's kind of when it started to get into silly territory. And I was actually kind of enjoying that a little bit, mm-hmm. the back and forth and the main character's reactions to be like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I that did, was kind of, that I was did, fun. I like that. I liked her reaction. Once we a lot. got outside, it became like a fucking cartoon. Well, and I was just, it, I lo- it lost it for me. Well, here's too much. Here's, here's the deal. Like, if we could have played more with that, um, because the the store clerk is like kind of this stupid tropey dude, yeah. And the woman who's like getting frustrated with him, like we could be meta and be like, she's just getting frustrated with the trope, and she's like, mm. I'm stuck in a horror movie, but everybody's a fucking idiot, and I don't know who to call. <laughs> you know, that could have been an interesting angle. Yeah, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. It's just it's missing the mark for me on what it's trying to convey. Well, still a fun watch. Hopefully he makes it unlisted soon. We'll throw it out there via Instagram, but um, it's, it's, I, it's narrative issues aside. 
there's some things that are worth watching in it. Yeah, it's very good craft here. Yeah. Like, there's 20 different sound effects in the first couple minutes for yeah. all these different things, like door opening, closing, uh, grabbing the, and they don't sound the gas messy. tank. They all sound fantastic. Yeah. I was like, man, all this sounds so good. That shit's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the audio in this is really, really good because... There's some films later on we're going to talk about in a second where there were some audio yeah. stuff that we could go over. So, yeah, let's kudos get to into that. them. Really let's well done. Let's get into them. Yeah. So next... Dan, why don't we just jump right into the podcast? What do you, okay. what do you say? Hey, all right. So, Jared, you woke up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're both in bed and we're farting, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, all Over Again by Joseph, Joseph McGovern on Vimeo. Dan, yes. let us do this all over again, my friend, and you tell me what this movie is about. This film is about a um, local open mic night, um, and the people who go there, and they hang out, yeah. they, they enjoy each other's company, they perform for each other, and there's a guy that always attends, he's an older gentleman, and he is, like, maybe not, shy is not the word, I don't think, but, like discouraged he feels discouraged mm -hmm. like he shouldn't get up there because like he hasn't done it in a while and um he gets convinced to do it and like the whole film mm -hmm. is basically him mustering up the courage through practicing because he's going to play guitar and sing yeah and um it's it's a nice little feel-good film yeah so i think the the premise in general of a guy who basically gives up his passion for guitar to raise his son yeah. and be with his family yeah. um, is very interesting. And then him finding that rekindling that later on in life, you know, after he's raised yes. a family and, you know, now he's like taking time for his hobbies probably after retirement or close to. Um, but how did you feel overall how the story was told? Like, did the flashbacks confuse you? No flashbacks didn't how confuse did me. Okay. I like this film a lot. The only thing that I was, I, I wanted to call into question was at the end of this film, whenever, um, his, his buddy from the, the, the open mic night, like the guy he was always yeah. talking to throughout the, his name's Lewis, mm -hmm. Lewis, who he, he, Lewis calls this guy's family. Cause he doesn't tell his family that he's going to do it. Tonight. Oh, Lewis, I didn't realize that. Lewis calls his, this, I think that's what, who Lewis calls because they show up after the phone call. Yeah, you're so right. So at the okay. end, he, okay. he at the end they show up and he's playing and he like looks over, he smiles at them and he finishes his set, and his son's like, "Dad, you were awesome." And then he's like, "Yeah." And then he hugs his wife and then the guy Lewis who called his son over, maybe a couple years older than his son, <laughs> gets all of the son love. Like he, like the guy hugs him and he, yeah, he's, he does. he's like, he hugging him and he's like, you are the best. It's like, and his son's just kind of standing behind him. Like what is, what's happening? It is a little <laughs> weird how Frank, Frank is the main character. He maybe is in his fifties. Yeah. Well, he, he has, he has a son that could probably leave the nest. His son is like fresh out of high school, maybe taking some college yeah. uh, courses. Cause he always has to go to a class. Um, but yeah, his buddy seems way younger. I'm guessing he met this guy yeah. from going to uh, the bus stop cafe, which is a really cool name for a cafe. Yeah. And it's like this, this like lizard lounge for hipsters to go and do poetry and and uh, 
play their music, which I think is really cool. I did find out I do not like, like poetry is rough for me oh. I, without any music or anything. Dude, I That's have been a taste thing for me. I was, it was hard. I have been, it was hard for I me. have been teaching poetry for the last nine weeks to till children who also have that same problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's rough. I think what it is, is like, I'm trying to digest the last thing that was said and you're already like going on about a bunch of other things and it's too fast for me. It's almost like I'd enjoy it more if I could just read it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It become, I'm like overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed. I'm like, ah, it's too much because like every single, it's not just being like, I went to the park and I met a dog and this dog ruled. It, it's like, you're, you're saying that, but in the most flowery yeah, you know, big dictionary way, and I'm like, this is this is a lot. Big for me. dictionary, but also that dog energy. is my son, <laughs> and also my son is a ghost. You know, it's like it gets it's big, it's big brain, and it's too much for me. Anywho, I again, premise interesting. This film uh, was rough for me, interesting. and I want to lay out these criticisms because in the next film done by the same person, or at least the same group, I thought was way better i liked it a lot a lot better um and it it feels like to me i don't know if this is correct but that all over again is one of their earlier films and then the next film hush seems like well one of their they're also films. okay i i'll take that and i understand that but i to me these are night and day like you can't compare them because they're so not totally, story wise no to, yeah but they're so totally different yeah you're right you're right characteristic wise and the way it looks wise for sure but night like night and day so this next you're film right, you're right this next film Wait, hold on hold on oh okay well before we get into that just to say like so in all over again i think there are editing issues where there's way hard cuts like super hard cuts uh-huh there, there's no transition cuts in a lot of spots um you you have a, like a flashback to a flash forward to like present and then back. And it, it, it like keeps doing that. I understand that's like a stylistic thing, but I feel like a lot of those aren't tied together. Like there's no cues letting you know that's just going to happen. Yeah. Like it feels like the character will daydream about something that happened in the past for no reason. And then when we cut back from the daydream, we're in a different time period. And then sometimes we'll like jump to like his family at lunch and then him at like, I don't know how many times he's been to, the cafe within the span of the film. Has it been six times or was he there the whole time? And we kept just jumping back to it. it well, okay. It, 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 it gets really confusing to me. What, what, what was going what on anchored through it, editing? What anchored it for me was um, the times, the, the, the pockets of editing where we see him practicing. And yeah. I took practicing to be like, okay, he practiced for a week the next time he's practicing, he's been practicing for two to three weeks because he gets better each time. Right? So yeah. that's how I kind of traced mm. how much time mm. was passing in the film. But it was the same shot. I don't know. It was like the it, the passage of time and those transitions to me, I don't think were told to us well enough. Okay. In my opinion. Also, the audio in this was very, very low. Uh, and there were no subtitles. So I like things like his buddy going to call, you know, his family. I totally missed that. Oh, okay. You know, there's certain things where I just like, I wasn't getting it there now. Okay. With hush. This is hold a on, totally hold different on, story. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did you like the song he played at the end? 
Yes, I did. The song at the the end was good. It was awesome. I liked it a lot, yeah. and the the guitar was really great. I liked that. It was great. Awesome. So, and you know what? I, okay, one more criticism. <laughs> it should have ended. It should have ended with the guitar and his family looking at him, being like, "Yeah, you did it. You were great," and not with like. He he like walks up to some dude we'd never seen before. Oh no, he was the he was the trumpet guy. He's like, hey, we should play together. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're right. And it just fades to black. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That what a weird note to end the movie on. End it when he's at his highest peak. He's done it. He's done the performance. I, his family sees him. He's accepted by everyone. He gets a uh, everyone's clapping like in this place. You're not even supposed to clap. You're supposed to snap your fingers. And people were straight up fucking clapping. They're like, whoa, that ruled. So I don't know. I'm just just think about stuff like that. Okay, go ahead, Dan. All right. So hush, hush is interesting. Hush is interesting. I like this movie a lot, um, because it's so mysterious and it keeps you guessing, but not like it's it's not something that it's okay. It doesn't keep you guessing. It's just, you think it's going one way, but then it goes a completely different way. And you're like, what Holy the shit. fuck? Holy and then shit. you're like, Maybe we shouldn't spoil this. Yeah. So, Oh man, I was not, ex- I think this is something we could talk around. I was not expecting the surprise of this movie. And I almost, <laughs> it almost didn't made me not like the film. Like it's, it was that jarring. I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> Yeah, so the premise is about a man who is dissatisfied. We don't even know if he's dissatisfied, really, but like he's here's, in a relationship. And he, go ahead. He, so here's how I took it. I he's he's in a relationship currently, but he's having these daydreams about this woman who he's going to. He it's in his circle of friends, and mm-hmm. you can tell through their body language because this is a silent film. You can tell through their body language that they have history together. And mm-hmm. you don't know what that history is. And by the end of the film, you're like, oh, okay. So he's like, there, there is some history. And then all of a sudden it, it wasn't history to begin with. Like uh, everything that's in his head is the exact opposite of what you've been thinking. And it's been Fantasy. devious. Yeah. It is his pretty sexy fantasies yeah. about his, someone in his friend group. While he is married and while she is married. Yes. And whether he should act out on those or not, you know, and you're in, in your head, you're thinking like, okay, maybe it's like, is he going to throw it all away to be with this girl? Does she even like him? No. What's going on? Do they have a prior history? Well, so it, I it, wasn't sure. In the I film, sure. in the film, like his wife comes in and she hugs her her in like they it's like they haven't seen each other in a while so i'm like oh yeah. these people are best friends and whenever he goes to hug her she just kind of like does this and like backs away really yeah so it's like maybe he dated her and then settled for her best friend <gasps> uh, yeah because it seemed like the two girls yeah. were best friends yes yeah. so yeah this is a thing that I have researched on Reddit. Thank you very much as a Reddit <laughs> scholar where there are psychopaths who will date someone's best friend because they can't yeah. get with the person that they actually wanted. I've, I've read some wild shit out. It's probably all of it's made up, but I'm sure the law of probability states that some of it must be true. Well, I mean, Anywho, if, if it can what? be, if, 
If it's written, somebody's done it, you know. If it's written, then it shall be done. Dan, jaw-dropping fucking ending to this. The plot twist on what happens with this story. I mean, I think it's only 12, 13 minutes. Go watch it. This Hush is better done, I think, in... It's an improvement in all aspects compared to the first film. I love the music. I love the shots. There's just so many things about it was... I was enthralled. And it's, and it's kind of sexy. It is. And so it's kind of sexy. And- it's it's <laughs> silent. So everything is conveyed through facial expressions and yeah. in narrative camera. Like the mm-hmm. the camera is telling this narrative. Yeah. You know what I love, though? What? Hopefully me saying this is not a spoiler. But I like how the film punishes you for, for the way the film is making yes, you feel. Yes. That's why I it's didn't like, like oh, it. Oh, is this what you're That's why I didn't like it at all. Because get wrecked. That's I, why I, I loved I, it. I, well, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> That's why I love I, I love it. it too, but like in the moment I'm like I just felt so punished. I felt like I Oh my god. It was it hurt. It hurt like I'm like am yeah. I really watching this? Oh my god. Yeah. And the the sexuality in this it isn't like Let's get them big old titties and fuck no, them around. It's like, it's like it's I'm in a nighty and yeah. I'm like, like lightly touching my leg as you stare at me with your shirt off. And I'm like, this is fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> Soft core, man. Hell yeah. Fucking Spice Channel. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I loved it. Hush. Excellent. Uh, everyone did a great job. The acting was super good. Um, no complaints for me on this one. I'm solid. Yeah, and it's 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 a tight it's a tight thirteen I think or was this one seven yeah, I don't it remember. Is. It's a no, short. No, no, it's I a think it was like twelve thirteen. Yeah, it's, a short yeah, yeah it's a shorty. Anyway, moving onward to rewriting Mallory. Rewriting Mallory. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is about Joshua, right, Dan? Yes. He's going to see his therapist, and uh, he's got a little journal that he is encouraged to write in. And he starts writing a story about Mallory. Um, but, you know, it turns out some shit gets meta. <laughs> some shit gets weird. And you know what I like about this is that we have these, like, certain scenes, kind of like with Hit on the Head, where it's like, oh, we're, we got the little uh, the bleach pen, you know? Uh-huh. The Tide pen. What's that about? There's a payoff. For example... When Joshua's walking down the hall and the old man turns around and mean mugs him, (laughs) I just thought, oh, that was just a fun scene of an old man going, hey, fuck this guy. But there is a payoff as to why that's happening, and it's kind of fucking wild. So now, Dan, my question to you, should we spoil? I mean, I think we kind of did in our joking. Yeah. yeah, We we could have to spoil it. We're going to have to spoil it. We're going to have to spoil it. All right. All right. All right. Uh, So general thoughts on this film. What What do you think, Dan? To me, it like it ramped up in its strength. Like it started, it was a mm-hmm. little bit wonky, and then as the film went on, it like it developed like narrative beats. It developed more like better paced editing and um, uh, 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 better interactions with characters. Yeah, I was like engrossed the whole time. Okay, I don't know what it, like from the from the first rack focus on yeah, Joshua the rack focus of was him really like fun. waking up. Yeah, to that's like one of the first scenes, and then his therapist is like, "Hey, how have you been doing?" Blah blah blah, and because he's trying to get over the trauma of his sister dying yeah. from cancer, yeah, um, and it's really affected him, and he's been like, "Well, 
I write a lot and maybe I could use this to help me get through it. So he starts writing about this other character named Mallory and it's basically about her worst day ever. Yeah. Right. She, like Timothy J. Cox fires her from her job. Yes. You know, the happiest man in the world is firing you. It's pretty fucked up. Right. You fucked up. And like he and oh, he eats. He eats <laughs> yeah. Let's talk too. about it. <laughs> He, yeah, he has like, this amazing Oh, the acting exchange. is really good in this. He has this amazing exchange with her. But w- what really uh-huh. what really sold it to me <laughs> was when she leaves and we hang on him. Yes! And we get to see his facial expressions like I'm just I just had to be an asshole to somebody and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. and it made me start mm-hmm. to think. It's like I wonder how many bosses actually feel bad after like it's because when you get Tim, you're like, yeah, we're going to get some, we're going to just keep rolling on him because yeah. whatever he's going to do is going to be good. Yeah. Like, so he's like, he's acting even when people say, you know, cut. He's like, nah, I'm still, I'm still rolling. Yeah. I'm still rolling, baby. I really like that interaction and I love the rewriting, right? Because he's telling a story. Yeah. And then. So in it, the boss gives her a second chance. He's like, no, 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 that's not entertaining enough in the book. Yeah. So he, he, he scratches it off. And is like, you're fired. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And like her taking the car versus taking the bus. Yeah. He's like making it more tough for her or whatever, or like down and out. So she goes to meet with her boyfriend. She forgets it's their anniversary and it's just late. And I, I mean, I would have led with, I got fired today with my boyfriend. <laughs> and you know, she might have had some leeway. So she gets dumped. And then you're like, okay, that was fucked up. And then she's like, oh, my doctor with my blood test results. <laughs> I'm like movie. What the fuck? Because you already know what's happening. Like, like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, so she has cancer now, and it's like this can't. This is ridiculous. The story is getting ridiculous. How do but we make it more ridiculous? Stand. Yeah, you go ahead. So, so she ends up coming to this this diner that he's in, and yeah. she's like, he's writing. She's going to order some pancakes. And meanwhile, he orders some pancakes because he's like, oh, I got to fuel my pancake writing with pancakes. So they both order pancakes and she comes in and he shows her this book and she freaks out on him. She's like, hey, uh, this is fucked up. How do you know all this? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you realize that I had the shittiest day imaginable? And he's kind of like, yeah, I wrote it. (laughs) But then so this implicates... Because originally you think he is writing the character into the diner that he's at, but that they're in two different worlds, right? He's in the real world. She's yeah. in the story world where this diner exists. Turns out it's the same they're world. not. They're both in the real world and it's happening right now. And did he create this woman? Like <laughs> the the implications of this are fucking insane, dude. He could literally like write his fucking sister back to life like he can do whatever the fuck he wants like (laughs) you have the death note in reverse like you can do anything bro you could have a million pancakes (laughs) so i'm just saying are you sure though because they're really big think about it they are real. I love that line, I and I love how he wrote it into his own book. That was really fun. Um, despite the infinite possibilities that this film <laughs> opens up in my my widow brain, I love the premise. 
I loved how much more meta it got with the old man because it turns out that the old man was also going to see the therapist. And who was the old man writing about? Why, it was Joshua. So that means the old man is writing about Joshua and Joshua is writing about Mallory. Yeah. It's an inception of characters created by other people. It it gets nuts. This shit gets fucking crazy. Yeah. The, I mean, like you said, the implications are staggering. Mm. <laughs> the the infinite mm. amount of possibilities. And they make it work. Mm. Like, let's not ask it questions. It's a real make it work moment. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being silly. Make it work. Uh, no, yeah, it works. Because then they end on that and you're like, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And then right after I was like, I have a thousand questions. I, they don't really matter because I, I had fun yeah. watching this. Dan... 1,000 questions to one question. This is the most important question. Does Joshua kind of look like Kyle McLaughlin to you? Kyle McLaughlin! Oh my god, yes! I was going to say that! I'm like, I'm getting some major dude and blue velvet vibes from this guy. Dude. And he's drinking that coffee. He's like, hey, how's that coffee? Damn fine cup of coffee. coffee. (laughs) Yes! You got any any pie? Oh, I love a good slice of pie. Oh my god, I can't Diane? I can't I read believe. I wrote a woman into existence today, Diane. <laughs> her name's Mallory and she has cancer. But I think I'm gonna write her a happy ending. What do you say, Diane? Anyways, I don't think I'm ever gonna solve this murder. I'm too busy playing God. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they knew how hard we go for Kyle McLaughlin no he's a ride or die honestly this is the (laughs) highest compliment that you can receive oh man Uh, but everyone did great the movie was really good I uh structurally camera work I thought all of that was really really good yeah that's kind of why we're only focusing on the story because there weren't any other real problems with it but yeah I liked it It it's fun I liked it good job Guys, you can find us on threads at Indie Film Review Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. I think we're on Facebook, too. Um, Yeah. Rate us some stars on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, iApple Podcasts. You got it. Yeah, tell your friends, tell your family, tell the fictional character you've created from your your little, little brain and give her pancakes or him. And uh, just make sure that they understand how to use a Zune or an app, I guess, so they can listen to our show. Uh, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. I do. Um, I think about you all the time, and I worry about you, and I hope you're, you're doing well. Uh, Dan, You have the final word, he says, as he puts down <laughs> his microphone and looks into the distance longingly, hoping, hoping one day that he will achieve... Podcast of America status, and so ends, <laughs> and so ends episode two hundred and to listen to podcasts but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good 
Well, my friend, it is not as hard as you might think because Necropodicon has you covered. They've got movie reviews, horror shows, games, comedy, and improv, so all you gotta do is head on over to Necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast. Yeehaw! Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.